Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey guys, Stace here from The Thinker Girls. We are recording a live 411 every Thursday at the Sheaf in Double Bay. Come and have a drink with Christy and I and join in on all the fun of watching The Bachelor. If you're into it or not, I'm not so much, you will enjoy the night. Thursday nights at the Sheaf in Double Bay, Sydney. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello. Welcome to the Posse Podcast, one of the very varying shows that we have right across the week. That's right. It's a pod channel. All different shows hitting you in the face on the daily. In a, in a friendly way. <laughs> it's a friendly face tap. Yeah. Oh, Can you do it? a friendly face tap? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's information that I'm sure you're driving along and you don't want to hear because you know you're going to have to go do some work on yourself or <laughs> or it's some information about me that you probably don't want to hear because I've overshared. We'll bonk you on the head with that. Yeah. Period chats the works. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> you betcha. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're delirious because we record these different to a lot of the interviews. So often they're the last thing we do, which is what we've done today and we're yeah. feeling a bit delirious. I must say if you want to leave a review or a Rating. We appreciate it. Um, but more so than any ever, which we've realised, if you haven't subscribed to our show and you are an avid listener but you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe. That is how we are raised on the charts. See, I, we would like that acknowledgement. As someone that has listened to me personally, I've listened to podcasts for a lot, for a lot of years, I was never committal enough to the podcast that I really was digging until about, I don't know, probably six months ago, six, 12 months ago. So you press subscribe later. Yeah, that, mm. because I didn't actually quite realise the impact that that had on the charts of the podcast that I liked. And mm. naturally, the podcast that you like, you want the most amount of people to listen to because mm. you're getting shit for free. So it's the bloody least you can do to press a button, A, for them, and B, also get the episode for yourself when it rocks up. That's right. So it helps and we have egos. So those things yeah. are important. Please feed both stats. Uh, for us to continue. <laughs> um, but we have a posse chat with you brought to you by our listener and our posse member, Beck. He's got a bit of an issue at work. Yeah. Um, I think this is a position that most women have been in whereby there's something in your gut that you know maybe is not right in terms of male, female or the way that, you know, whether it be at a workplace or at a dinner or a mate, the way, um, I don't know, men can be- behave around women or towards women. And there's that moment where you go, do I say something or do I just let this one slide? Hey girls, my question I'd love to hear discussed on the pod channel is when do you draw the line? As a young woman in the workplace, I've recently come across some tricky situations where I know that a line has been crossed by a colleague, boss or friend, but I find myself having to choose between standing up for what's right, i.e. re-educating that person about what's acceptable behaviour and what is not, and choosing to let it slide, knowing that ultimately if I upset this person by calling them out on their behaviour, then I risk sacrificing the outcome I'm hoping to achieve professionally, such as having their support on the education program that I'm working on. 
Uh, I try my best to weigh it up, uh, weigh the benefits up either way, um, and do what I think is right for the majority of people. But my inner feminist really struggles with the fact that no one is telling this person where the line is, and importantly, that they've crossed it and I and it won't be tolerated. I don't know how to tackle this one alone, so I'd really love to hear some advice from all the women out there who face similar situations. Love your show. Thanks, Beck. Jesus, that's mm. huge. It's a big one. But it also feels... I don't. Does it feel familiar to you? I think it feels familiar yeah. to everyone. Mm. Like there's always a time where you go, do I say something? And ultimately I think, yes, you say something. There's, you know, there's a myriad of ways you can approach how mm. you say something as well. So um, I feel like sometimes the best approach might be to pull that person aside so it's not in mm. front of other yeah, people because true. a lot of people get on the defence if they feel like they're being humiliated or shamed in front Which of others. Which is fair enough because I think we have Absolutely. to remember with a lot of these issues, they're sub- a lot of them, not all of them, are subconscious mm. and have empathy for the fact that someone didn't have the tools or someone mm-hmm. didn't have someone to teach them. Well, And also I, I, I had a conversation with a guy um a while ago who was like he, he had been in a situation where he had offended somebody mm. at, in his workplace and um they pulled him aside and said i i'm just want to let you know I, that i was actually quite offended by what you said and he said he was mortified mm. and he said thank you for, for telling me because i didn't realize that that might be offensive behavior yeah. or that anyone's feelings would be hurt i'm D- deeply sorry that I've offended you. And he said it really made him aware and conscious yeah. and check himself and he never did that again. He said, but had that person not pulled me aside, he goes, I would have had no idea that I was being offensive yeah. or rude or hurting anyone's feelings. He said, honestly, and he's not a nasty person. So good people say and do the wrong thing sometimes. You know, it's not a bad person who's saying and doing the wrong thing. So potentially I think it's worth pulling them aside in a kind think, way yeah. and coming at it from a place of care. And yeah. I, I think Becca said that it, you know, she said that these kind, this kind of behaviour isn't tolerated. And I found that really Clearly interesting it is. because, well, yeah, it is being tolerated unless yeah. you've said something. And I'm not saying that straight away that's definitely the answer and I think it's such a good point to add that the way you have these conversations is actually what we should all be focusing on, not mm. whether you should or shouldn't that's because right. it is being tolerated until someone speaks and it is being tolerated until someone knows that there is a line. Maybe Often she, people don't know what the line is. Maybe she should come at it from the perspective of... of it's being a a broader issue Mm. and maybe sitting down with the company and going, Mm. hey, you guys, I don't know if anyone else is feeling Mm. like this, but sometimes I feel like Mm. things, lines are being crossed and I don't know what to do. I don't want it to be just on me to say something and what I'm offended by, you might not be offended by. How should we tackle this? For everybody else to go, oh, my God, I feel the same way about it. You know, sometimes it just takes one. Many of the listeners will be going, I've been in that position. It just takes one person, but it, it does feel like it. It's interesting sometimes uh, yeah, this kind of internal dialogue that you have, Beck, where, I mean, it's a pretty full-on place to be and when you're feeling like if you actually speak up and, you know, voice how you feel and that is that somebody's made you uncomfortable, whether they've meant it or realised it or not, mm. that you feel like speaking up about that will then jeopardise things at your work. Oh, there's always like that. Oh, well, I don't think that's full-on. I think that's every single day. I think that's common. Yeah. I think that's happening yeah. every minute of yes. every day. I think that is what the reality is. And I think instead of taking it as it's like this is a really big conversation, I think it's a really good point that you've made, Michaela, where you're like lean back on organisations now because the the, the mm. momentum has moved. Like yeah. they have to address this correctly yes. and how they put their step or their feet forward is on them. Like I think it's gone are the days, and I just realised that then, 
that we kind of have to carry this on our own. Well, it and does that sound has like she's changed. And that's a concern and that's yeah. what I don't want Beck. I'm not saying to Beck it should be on your shoulders to be the one to pull people up when they're doing the wrong thing or crossing this line in whichever way. And, again, she might be offended, the next person might not be, or she might not be offended and, you know, vice versa. I don't like the idea that it falls on one person and it is companies' jobs to fucking sort this shit out mm. from, the, from the top. So I think she should, as I said, get the whole company somehow or send out a group email or go to the boss and say you just email HR we need to, yeah. be we need to, to address to this yeah. because yeah. I've come across this I'm guessing your co-workers have too yeah you won't be alone I think sometimes we're taught though that you have to like it is such a good point about the different ways things because it's like if you're not in the moment in the heat of the moment or you know if somebody's being aggressive if you're not biting back that we're kind of told I don't know whether it's societally or in this country that it's like that's the way I, w- I was raised anyway with my, you know, with my parents. It was like, if someone bullies you, you bully them back. If you hear that, you snap back. It's almost like this asserting authority to other people around you. But um, I don't yeah, think maybe that was it for me. I think I just felt like I was a minority as a feminist. I don't think I had to fight back at all. I actually felt like I, 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 I wanted to be myself, which mm. meant that I stood up for myself when I was treated badly. And I didn't see that as fighting back. I saw that as just actually not being treated unfairly no i just mean in the and sense that it's liberating as and as michaela pointed out that the the point that you can do it in different ways that just because somebody said it in front of a group of people doesn't mean that you have to you have to address it in front in, of a group. in the exact same way as they have in front of a group of people but yeah. i think we are at a different point i really do i think and i understand beck really sounds like she's someone i relate to that feeling of like I'm the feminist here and I, I really want to be strong in that and I and I need to I need to be one of the ones that speaks up. Like you put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. And to be fair, up until probably the last maybe six, 12 months, there wasn't really always places to go. But I no. do think that's changed. Mm. And I do I think do if mm. a company is turning you away, they're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah. things have mm. really shifted from that perspective. Definitely. I don't think I realised that till right in that moment. No, actually. they have. They really yeah. have. And I think there's obviously going to be people she can go to instead of having it just fall on her shoulders. We can go to the media. If not. There's a whole... Well, but not I don't like the that. media, I... but I mean more there's groups now. Like there's actual, yeah. you know, yeah. we didn't have unions there's or... Support. Yeah, there's There's support of ways that I don't think it necessarily ends up in the media and there's a lot of the particular Me Too campaign that's happening in Australia that a lot of things you're not hearing about because we can't. I don't think it's going to eliminate the behaviour altogether, if I'm honest. I think, you know, in honesty that these things will continue to happen. But they will just get addressed and handled better and better mm, as we yeah. as we keep pushing. Mm. So so definitely push for for it to change because you know sitting back and hoping someone else will do it. I don't think is is going to work. You know yeah. I yeah. think a lot of us go, oh, someone will say something, right? You know, yeah. or in Beck's case, or um, what will my repercussions I, be I if I do, do it? it? I have mm. to do it. That's certainly how I felt. In the yeah. Past. So I don't think you're alone anymore. No, I think there are people. Yeah, that's a nice thought to have today. Yeah, it's still is. Yeah, it's still you still have to stand. Like, there's still an element of needing to do something, though. And the thing is, also, I think a lot of people. Some people get offended by things. Like I've said this a couple of times. I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry, but what what you might find offensive, I might not. Yeah. Mm. But that doesn't mean that it's okay. 
No. Because mm. I don't I'm not offended then well you're just being silly. Mm. You know, I think that but ha- also I, think I think a lot think of feminists they... and a lot of people feel like that that yeah. they go no one else is offended but I am so maybe it doesn't count. It mm. does count. It matters yeah. how you feel. But I think on the flip side of that it's also up to companies to kind of regulate because I think yeah. if you, you you're going to feel something the next person isn't it's also not your job to put down the line of what's right and wrong Correct. unless mm. you're the and actual there, and, manager. And there's or... a lot of gray area. Let's yeah. be honest, there's a lot. It's mm. But it's it is tricky to manage. But I think um, I think having conversation with HR and getting it to be a big conversation yeah. within the company would be really beneficial for everyone. And less, da- yeah, less daunting when it and feels how, like it's just this one-on-one. Yeah, a, how a, a you do behavior, it, I think, you is know? the key. Yeah, well, then it can become advice. a target, and you don't want to feel like yeah, that. that's, that's right. Not, that's no. not how it should work. Good no, advice, Michaela Bannis. Oh, well, well done. Helps well done, Michaela. For more advice on Instagram, <laughs> Michaela Bannis on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks, lovely. Thanks. Oh, hey, are you sad the party's over? You don't need to be because we're still partying over on Instagram. The Thinker Girls is where you can find us. Catch a bro by. This podcast is presented by The Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. This podcast is produced by me, Christy Mercer, and edited by our podcast producer, Jordan Lott. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.